Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Panther Paris, a Florida Hockey Now podcast. With me today is TJ Peterson. Jacob is, you know, working because that's apparently what you do instead of uh, celebrate the Panthers being in the cup final. Um, but joining us today, a very special guest from NBA, not NBA, NHL on TNT, <laughs> Liam McHugh. Sorry, Liam. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, you know, Kachuk being on the NBA on TNT broadcast. And then, you know, we got the Freudian slip. But yeah, NHL on TNT, Liam McHugh. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'll take NBA on TNT. If some people want to associate me with that show, that's fine, too. Uh, uh, yeah, listen, I'm excited. I know you guys are pumped up for this. And uh, you mentioned the NBA on TNT, and it was so cool to see Matthew Kachuk on there with those guys. Uh, something like him going back and forth with Barkley and uh, Shaq and Kenny. So, uh, and obviously Ernie trying to keep them all together. So he's the perfect personality for all of us. He's honestly the perfect personality for the NHL as they try to like rejoin being considered a big four sport where it's like, this is a guy you want to showcase because he's fun. He's energetic. I mean, he's a bit of a pest on the ice, but like you always see like he's who you want. I mean, the fact that he went on NBA on TNT in an elbow room t-shirt is so peak South Florida. Like, you know, you would have expected like something South Beach or whatever, but he went with a dive bar t-shirt in fort lauderdale beach like this guy gets the florida panthers culture and we're so lucky to have him on the team that's what you want uh in every market right you want a guy who embraces what your fans are all about and uh matthew chuck wanted to be there uh, he was excited to go there i don't think any of us thought that he'd have the success he had in year one uh, he was coming up a hundred point season in calgary and now you're playing with new guys and you don't know what it's going to look like uh I remember at the draft, when he was selected, the idea was he was going to be a very good player. And we knew that. And he was going to be a pest, like you mentioned. He was going to be an irritant on the ice. So he was kind of a rare guy. and He had value. Now I look at it the way you mentioned it. I think he has a real opportunity to be one of the faces of the league. And it's because of largely because of what he does on the ice and how he goes about his business and the fact that he has that innate clutch gene where in the biggest moment, in the most dramatic moment, he seems to want the puck, he gets it, and he makes plays happen. Even if he has, for a while during that game, not been a huge factor, all of a sudden he is there, he's willing to step up, and he wants to make those plays, and he often does. We've seen it time and again throughout this postseason. But because of his personality, he's such an electric personality. He's fun, he's funny, he's young, uh, but he's also thoughtful like there are times during some of our conversations where uh he's just you know he's been emotional uh like talking about the fact that his brother gets to come along for the ride and watch and that his father never had a chance to hoist the stanley cup and he's there and he's four wins away and you could tell it it just meant so much to him and his family that everyone got to be a part of this uh i don't know he's one of those guys where i think it's he's gonna make you know, Kachuk jerseys down in Florida, like the cool thing to rock and to wear around town. Jimmy Butler yeah. was wearing one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He gets it. Um, Himmy Butler yeah. definitely gets it. And the, the Kachuk coming out party is definitely one of the best narratives that TNT is going to be able to talk about during this finals. But there's no shortage of them. 
We've got two of the best American players being arguably their team's Con Smythe favorites in Eichel and Kachuk. We have Eichel and Reinhardt, former Buffalo Sabres teammates, facing off. We got Vegas going for their first ever cup, Florida going for their first ever cup. What do you think your favorite, if you wanted to latch onto one or maybe one or two narrative going into this cup finals is? I think there's right away, there's a few big picture uh, non-player narratives, which is just this idea that first off, you're going to have a first time winner um, in, in terms of Florida or Vegas. And you're going to have a this warm weather, you know, this non-hockey, non-typical, non-traditional hockey market. Uh, and to be there with Wayne Gretzky, who, you know, went from Edmonton, was traded to L.A. and sort of sparked this whole thing where uh, in these warm weather cities that don't traditionally uh, gather around and, you know, rally around their hockey teams, we now have that. And I think you've seen that burst in Florida right now. Vegas has had it right from the start with the, the six years, and a big part of that is that they just had success year after year. Uh, so those are the big ones. But I think you also mentioned it, you know, outside of Kachuk, to me, it's Eichel. Uh, who was, people forget, at that draft, if you had, after McDavid, Eichel was obviously the clear-cut number two, but if you had taken him in any of the last, uh, I guess, nine drafts prior to that, Eichel would have been the number one pick. He was considered that generational talent. He was going to be that great. So now, all of a sudden, he's in the playoffs, and now he's four wins away from winning the Cup. And then, to me, the other thing is clearly on Florida's side, which is Sergei Bobrovsky. And the narrative so long is you really couldn't say just Sergei Bobrovsky. You had to say Sergei Bobrovsky and then attach some comment about his contract along to it every single time you talked about him. You had to say $10 million man. And that essentially implied that he was not living up to that. He was not earning that money. Well, he's won two business. He obviously has not had the greatest success in Florida. And no, during the regular season, not lived up to that contract. But what he's doing now is so special. Uh, I mean, it's it's all time historic type performance, and it's fun to be there with Henrik Lundqvist on the panel, and he just appreciates everything that this guy's doing. Uh, there's there's nothing fluky about this, nothing lucky about this. He loves the work he's put in. He loves the way he's playing, and uh, it's been fun to watch Robrovsky. Yeah, um, you've actually kind of hit the nail on the head. Like we, especially this podcast, like from day one that. I- that contract was signed. We were just like, oh no, oh no. And unfortunately, we were proven right at every step of the way until these last few weeks where, where we've all had to reverse eat our crow. And you, you honestly, like, assuming they get four more wins, he is worth every single penny of that $70 million. In fact, he's been so good, you can say he should have gotten 80. <laughs> like, I, I, it's funny. I mean, I think you now look at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you just latched onto the series, right? If you're a cat fan and you have his salary structure but you see what he's doing right now and you're like well like there's no way they're doing any of this without him so yeah why would you complain about this uh they'd be eliminated right and and the bizarre thing is you know like uh, you guys are diehard fans but i think to the the casual fan and the casual observer it's easy to forget also like alex lyon was the starter at the beginning of the playoffs and this is a journeyman 30 years old but i loved his comments about Bobrovsky too when he was asked about him he basically said, like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. He's like, but then I watched Bobrovsky work during practice. It's like, and I'm like, whoa, like that guy works during practice. Almost like I, I should be doing this. I should be working this hard, which I think is also one of those things that gets lost because when someone makes a lot of money and isn't living up to it, there's this assumption that they're not putting the work in. And that's not the case with Bobrovsky. I mean, he puts the work in 
also Alex Lyon telling you what a great teammate he was during that entire situation uh, where he was starting. But it's it's a great story. Uh, he's four wins away. What I don't like for him uh, is this massive gap of time between games for the Florida Panthers. Uh, I know guys can get healthy, heal up, but my goodness, man, they were rolling, and that momentum, I think, is priceless. Uh, I still think he'll be okay, but uh, it's one of those things where if I was Florida Panthers, uh, I would have much preferred Vegas wrap things up a little bit earlier, and they'd gotten going a couple days ago. I I agree with you, but at the same time, they had about a week off before the Carolina series, and you know they got that done in four. Um, I want to jump back because you mentioned Lundquist. I couldn't agree more with how important he is to have on the panel because as a goalie to see a goalie who's not only charismatic, because us goalies are weird. We're freaking psychopaths. <laughs> so you found one that's like the least psychopathic. Obviously he's attractive, but like the way he explains the game and explains the goaltending position, he brings so much to the TNT panel and he is teaching. I feel like he's teaching you guys, but he's really teaching the casual audience every night. And I love having him on there. I love that when now that you guys got Gretzky on there, he's on there more because it's the end of the, it's the end of the season. It matters most. And like, you know, when you see the greatest of all time, talk about the Barkov goal, like one of the greatest playoff goals of all time. Like as a Panthers fan, how do you not get giddy watching the goat talk about your team that way? It was, it was so cool. We were watching, uh, watching that play, that Barkov play with this viewing room where we sit with a lot of production people uh, and, Gretz was just outside that room, which is kind of a common room that we use. And it's got this big screen and he had been glued to it out there for a little bit uh, while he was eating. So I saw that goal. I walk out of the room. I walk out. Gretzky's standing there. He'd gotten up. He looks at me. He just goes like this. He's like, I don't, like, I don't even know what to say. He's like, <laughs> and, and when Wayne Gretzky, like, I wish I could have bottled that response. I mean, his response on air was fantastic or it was the best goal. But like when he's, when Wayne Gretzky looks at you and he's like befuddled by someone's skill, on the ice. Uh, and I think he gets the whole thing where it's like, Hey, this is in October. He's making this play. You know, this is in the biggest moment where he needs to score that goal. And he's so calm and cool. And I think he also appreciated that Barkov's celebration was kind of like, eh, well, that was good. You know, and <laughs> that's his only celebration. He yeah, yeah, right. he, you felt like in that moment, maybe he'd bring it up a notch, but he's like, no, nah, that's just par for the course here. It's what we do. Uh, it's that was incredible. What Lundqvist does, uh, aside from, listen, he's, he's this like modern-day Renaissance man who's very smart, he's dashing, he's charismatic, uh, but he he's able, I think, to educate someone who's been playing goalie for 20 years. Uh, I think you could learn something from him, just the details. While out, he doesn't go over uh, anyone's head at the same time, so if you don't know anything about the position, you've learned something, you're not confused. He makes his point clearly, concisely, uh, but at the same time, it's those details that he picks up on and he's able to educate. And a lot of us, I mean, we're sitting there on the panel, like, you know, kind of astonished. It's so valuable. It also tells us like how little knowledge we had whenever we were talking about goalies prior to Lundquist coming on. Uh, I imagine Darren Pang was at the games just rolling his eyes like these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. But uh, <laughs> Lundquist is gone and he's, he's so great like that. He, you know, he doesn't talk down to anyone. He really educates as he goes. And uh, I think he's also, he's excited to share this knowledge because I think he's, he sees the game in such a, a, you know, a dramatically different way than everyone else that's on that panel. 
Yeah, there's zero gatekeeping when it comes to Henrik Lundqvist, and that and that is honestly what's most important because hockey is a complicated game. It's you know it's not like this is not a shot at the NBA, but it's like if you if you've never watched an NBA game, you kind of get it. It's like all right, get the ball into the basket, pass it around, don't get shoot it. Like it's pretty simple. Hockey's a low scoring game, and to like explain all of these nuances to someone who's never seen a game before, it's hard. And he does it so well that it just opens everyone's eyes. And especially the goaltending position, which is even more complicated. He's fantastic. He's great on there. You guys have a fantastic broadcast. You guys are just doing so much to grow the game that wasn't done the prior, you know, 20 years of it being broadcast. So we're so lucky that, you know, TNT is doing this and that you guys got the finals this year. I'm just so happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you're not happier than we are. I can tell you, like, we're thrilled. It was it was weird for us. We did the Western Conference Final last year. We went on the road, and it was great. Uh, but that was a sweep, and it was over quickly. And then we were texting each other during the final. That was like our broadcast. We're just on a text chain with everyone, basically talking. Like, we're bored, and we want to be out there uh, sharing these stories and sharing our opinions. And, and I think the cool thing, and I, I really appreciate all the kind words about it, uh, we enjoy being around each other. You know, and the fact that, like, we spent the entire finals just texting each other during the games, it speaks a lot about the group. Uh, you know, we want to hear the opinions that everyone has on it. And if they're bad or stupid, we want to basically immediately jump on that person and tell them that their ideas are bad or stupid. Uh, and then no one has hard feelings about it. it the idea is, you know, I think we take the, the show seriously. We take the sport seriously. Uh, but no one takes themselves seriously. And uh, that's a rare thing. It, it, it is. It, it feels like you're watching the game with your buddies, and I hope it comes across that way. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really interesting panel, and then we're running up against our time here, so I think this is going to be the last question. But you you probably get asked all the time, "Oh, what's it like working with Gretzky? What's it like working with Lundqvist?" And I mean, it's an interesting panel with guys like Rick Tockett on there as well. And you mentioned Darren Pang; he does the broadcast, but I'm sure you guys interact. Uh, but I'm curious to hear. As far as stuff that you can actually share, what's your best behind the scenes story interacting with anybody on the TNT broadcast panel, anybody that's behind the camera, maybe that we don't get to see the the one that you can share publicly. What's your favorite? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. First off, I'll mention, you know, listen, I also want to just shout out, you know, Anson, I've worked with for a long time at NBC, so so much comfort there. Paul Bizonette is uh, such a talent. Uh, he's, he's compelling TV. He's hilarious. He's completely unpredictable, but also I think you've seen this spring that he breaks down the game uh, about as well as anyone, uh, out there. Uh, I'll give you a quick Rick Tockett story. This was last year and we were all sitting. So like when the NBA is doing playoffs and we're doing playoffs, it's really the only time that we are always interacting with each other. Uh, TNT is not a big operation. Uh, it's certainly not as big as some of the ones I've, I've, I've been on. So you're kind of on top of each other. It's great. They're in one room. We're in the room right next to it. And the playoffs are going on. It's loud. Uh, and I remember we're watching this game and talks really into it. And we hear all this music playing and it's coming from the makeup room. Uh, TNT's going on later and it's loud. And talk looks over at me and I'm like, hey, what are you going to do? You know, he's like, oh man, someone's got to go in there and, and tell them, turn that music down. And I can, I know the NBA guys are in there and I know he has not thought of this. So I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, I think, you know, if you would like them <laughs> to turn that music down, why don't you go? So talk gets up. You know, I think he's feeling like, you know, the 25-year-old Rick Tock, and he walks over to the door. And as he hits the door, Shaq turns into the doorway. And it's like this. And he takes up <laughs> the entire doorway. And Tockett just looks up at him and goes, 
oh, hey, Shaq, what's up? And he turns right around, comes back, sits back down. Nothing said about the music, just looks over at me. And I'm like, there you go, buddy. And there's no way I was going in there. So that was one of my favorite moments in there. And then, by the way, what Shaq does, which is great, he then comes into our room and pretends to skate through it. <laughs> like, is this the forum, guys? And he skates through. So it, it's such a cool place. Uh, it, it's it's just light. Everyone's there to have fun, enjoy each other. And, uh, you know, we're hoping people at home enjoy it, too. Oh, we're definitely enjoying it. Um, real quick before we get out of here, can you give us a prediction for this cup final? I don't know if you want one. I mean, uh, just because like I'm wrong on all of these. Uh, so Okay, so pick my, Vegas then. Yeah, Vegas and five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. I, yeah, you might as well. But it's also like you guys, I mean, you just swept Carolina and like Carolina could have won the series. Uh, and I, I always told Hank, I was like, this is like your series against the Kings when they won in five. And I felt like you were better for the five gates. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. My hope is, and I've only really been there for one full game seven, and that was Boston against St. Louis up in Boston. And, uh, I really do hope we get a game seven in the series because I think these two teams deserve it. And I think I would love to see, especially from the Florida point of view, I really do want to see Bobrovsky and Kachuk in a game seven in the Stanley cup final because they've been so big in that big moment. So I, I will predict that far that much. So hopefully we get a game seven here. I mean, if it goes to seven, my bank account's dying because I have to be there. (laughs) Yeah, well, that'd be a cheap one over to Vegas for game seven. Yeah, anyway, Liam, before we let you go, uh, anything that you want to promote and plug? Uh, No, yeah, I mean, just NHL on TNT. I mean, hopefully if you're watching this, you already know it. Uh, We're going to be on for an hour every single time before all the games. We'll be on uh, post games as well. And listen, we're going to be in Vegas and South Florida, so who knows who's going to stop by the set. Uh, And that's kind of the cool thing about our show. I mean, we could see somebody walking by and we had a whole segment planned and that segment is gone. That person's coming on. They're talking with us. And that's the cool thing also, I will say. It's a nice thing about having Gretzky on your show when he's up at the panel. So you're like, hey, you want to come on? And people are like, I don't know. I'm like, well, Gretzky's here. And they're like, oh, all right, then definitely. It's the, uh, it, it's the, it's the best VIP pass in all sports. So it, it lures people in. But uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, that's about it. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a boring 45 year old man with three kids. I'm not promoting or plugging anything. I'm a boring 34 year old man with two kids, so I get it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, Liam. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you much so much for joining us. Guys, um, this is a lot of fun. We're going to keep bringing you content as this uh, Stanley Cup final uh, plays on and the season winds to its inevitable conclusion, which hopefully which is a ends with uh, Sasha Barkov raising that Stanley Cup. But uh, for TJ Peterson, I'm Alex Lopez. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Panther Pre on the Florida Hockey Now podcast. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by Tarnowski Lopez Law. <laughs> We're officially uh, starting today, so now it's official. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>